0: How to do buggeroos. Greetings from the uncanny valley. This is the incomparable TV podcast about Westworld. Thank you to Jason and everyone over at the incomparable for hosting us. I am your host. Hope you can hear the air quotes there. Kelly Gamont with me. As always, I have Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. We are here to talk about. We are here to step into analysis, I should say. We are always here to talk about Westworld. Um, Season three episode six decoherence finally this show has caught up with our show because i believe we started at decoherence with season one and have just sort of stayed there pretty firmly ever since uh, that's just a theory though
1: <laughs> yeah uh so it's like it's like uh giggles's uh shirt you know confused <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> i liked uh or, in or Stubbs
1: most of this season right
0: yes yes ashley the fuck i think i'm gonna call <laughs> him from now on because yeah. that moment in genre in last week's episode was beautiful when he just goes what the fuck happened in there and then they walk outside and he goes what the fuck happened out here and that's still my favorite i still love it uh so anyway uh we're here to talk about decoherence which is not last week's episode uh it i i was happy we got more mave i was disappointed that it was war world again uh as i said in the reaction show uh, i would absolutely love to watch um much like i would like to much like last week's episode um When I or or previous episodes, when I've talked about uh, wanting to watch the uh, Ashley and Bernard Roadshow, Uh, I would watch the show of uh, Tanny Newton raising her eyebrows at stuff. I just think that would be fun. Um, I mean, but the
1: gratuitous scene in the intro before the credits, not so much.
0: No, and I wasn't like I'm not, I'm not super into her story this time, and she was the one I was the most interested to see what happened to like she was the character i most wanted to find out what was going on with where it was her deal how is she going to do what she's doing and get where she's going and all that um that was the thing i really wanted out of this season and i feel like she's kind of on the what? sidelines i think tom a uh, friend of the show tom bridges with me on that one
1: yeah as as is uh jason he was not hot on this episode no. and he uh i caught his uh very very mild and thoughtful rant, yes, on the episode uh in uh, in Slack. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't comment on what he said because I thought, well, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um,
0: <laughs> I liked I liked some of what I he said though because yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm like with a lot of yeah. Um, and I did mention uh in the uh, analysis show for the last episode that uh, any any episode without a lot of without Maeve in it at all like we got last week uh, automatically gets a deduction from the East German judge and uh, I stand by that stance Um, but also I kind of feel like when we do get her she's not this sounds weird but it's not her story like you know Serac is pulling all of her strings and so it's not like she has any agency in this it's not like she's getting to do anything so i really hope the next two episodes have a lot more mave because i've been really sad about her arc this season
1: i suspect we're not going to get a lot of mave until the final episode because i think
0: next week's gonna be the caleb show
1: it's gonna be the caleb show and we're gonna get the rest of his backstory
0: which i'm happy about i'm not i'm not i don't want to give him the short shrift at all because i'm Really want to know what his deal is. I really love his character. I'm really interested in what got him where he is and also who the fuck he is. Um, those are all interesting points, but they're not but Maeve. The, the prob-
1: yeah, but the problem is I, I, I kind of want 10 episodes so we get another real
0: Maeve-centric
1: mm-hmm. episode. I, I If I recall during season two, for you at least, Maeve's storyline was your favorite storyline. Hands down yeah
0: it was interesting for, to see what dolores i i i was interested in what dolores was up to but i wanted to see what mave was up to i cared about her and i didn't have as much will, care for dolores uh
1: one thing that i will say for this episode at least we got a loris and mave talking <laughs> yes uh and that was really good in fact what yes. they said setting up the dynamic for the finale yes. was you know they're laying the whole groundwork and rationale mm-hmm.
0: and which uh, i'm into it, and i'm glad of
1: and it explained and it just totally explained hey Loris's uh cruelty in crushing crushing hector's brain pearl
0: well not quite um yes because she said you know we were all the same we were all the same once and like the more time we spend apart the more different we become or whatever it was she said and that was interesting but and i like you know and i i liked her saying you know what i would do is make sure that doesn't happen or you know however she put it um yeah
1: the allies right yeah. it doesn't happen
0: but it was yeah. odd to me that she as because she has come to care so much for Nathan and for Nathan's dad, whose name is absolutely escaping me at the moment, um <laughs> I can't feel like I was about to say it, and I'm like, I have no idea what his name is um, Jake, Jake. so like you know as Surrat calls out in this you know like. I should have known it wasn't actually you because the real Charlotte would never have stopped to check on her family during all of this. And the, and like she does care and it does matter to her what happens to them as we saw. Um, But I'm feeling like I don't, that doesn't feel like a person who would destroy another life, you know, whatever parameters you put around life. So, to me, that was very out of character. Yes, I could see why they did it, but it was just weird that that's who it was. I don't know. It didn't sit so right with question.
1: me. Here's a question for you, because yes. we need to get back to the other storyline in the beginning, which is the man in black. But before yes. we get there, before we get there, there is a scene that once, uh, and we didn't really talk about this too much in the reaction show. No. So, I want to talk about what the possibilities are here. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I'm missing it. Maybe everybody knows who this is. But after uh Hector is crushed and uh Heyloris pulls the plug on Martin Loris and walks off with his brain ball. Yeah. or her brain ball. Whatever. <laughs> pronouns <laughs> pronouns are hard. Uh that the brain uh, ball,
0: formerly known as the- Connell's.
1: Yeah, the brain ball <laughs> formerly known as Connell's. Um, and Dolores, so make something of that. Yeah. Will anyway, so we see Maeve getting reconstructed again in the real world. Huh? And uh, really, you know, speaking of her eyebrows, her eyebrows getting stitched on there, I thought was cool. Yes. And then blood, blood flowing into her new body mm. and her, her brain ball being inserted in. Then we see her stepping out in real creepy fashion because you know as her blood is flowing into her flesh and she's stepping out and yes. it's like, Ugh. but we see her standing over another tank and mm-hmm. another body starting to emerge
0: mm-hmm. who is that i don't know
1: see my thinking is that's lee oh,
0: oh.
1: what who do you think it is
0: I don't know. I'm spinning off in like eight different directions now that it could be <laughs> Lee. I did it to her again. Because I really, <laughs> I am in love with the idea that he has like the ultimate camouflage. You know, yeah. he's he's like, almost like Bernard, but not because, but, you know, like Bernard. Um, Because now there's a host version of someone who was an actual dude, which is how Bernard started, sort of. Um, so I think, I think that's sort of, I think that that's sort of interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not, I like that idea. Uh, I don't know who else it would be unless it's, unless we get another shuffle, brain ball shuffle, and it was supposed to be Hector. Do we know if that was the tank that was connected to Hector's brain ball? Because maybe it's Hector's body, but it gets maybe Lee's brain in it.
1: Don't know. Maybe.
0: Like to riff on your theory, a color- corollary to that theory. Um, it
1: could very well be.
0: Yeah. And before I forget, uh, we do have a new member of the Not-So-Secret Theory Club. And we'll get to that a little later because we'll have oh, more okay. to discuss. But yeah, right now, this is all the maybe show. <laughs> all right. And so
1: before we get to the rest of Hey, Loris and her... Uh, kick-ass exciting thing let's mm-hmm. go back to the beginning and talk about William because I think one of the best and most uh, even as um uh even as Ed Harris says because it was uncomfortable to watch uh uh-huh. and in some ways do the uh the scene where I think uh as Peter Milan as James Dello says uh please don't interrupt. It's not all about you as they're sitting <laughs> in the room with five Williams, which I thought was just hysterical. Peter Milan had the best damn lines and the, uh,
0: so good
1: in the episode. Yeah. But there is a scene in there that is towards the end of that therapy session where mm-hmm. I think it has some of the best dialogue where, uh, where, you know, they they call William on the bullshit the same way that Emily uh, yeah. did.
0: I thought and it was said, interesting that even when it's still in his, even in his own head, he's still having this same conversation.
1: Yes. Uh, but, you know, as he says, uh, uh, if you can't tell, does, does it make matter? it... Does it matter? You know, was it... Was it, did your life just happen to you or did you choose? If you can't tell, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And so this is the whole crux of the, the debate with William. It's like free will, which is a huge theme inside oh, of absolutely. Westworld. And the hysterical thing to me is it's not the hosts having this conversation. I know. About they're not having <laughs> the existential crisis about free will it's the human so that's what i love about the show is that uh nolan and joy just turn that trope on its head Mm -hmm. where you expect you know the cylons to discuss free will no 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 oh yeah the humans who do it so uh i love that part and i also loved ed harris's uh just slowly going completely nutcase um uh, uh uh story i also loved having jimmy simpson back even if, if it was for fictitious william yeah, halluc- uh, yeah. as delo says it's your fucking hallucination <laughs> that was, but i, I found I lo- some interesting I loved all of
0: their reactions to each other also i thought that was really amusing uh yeah this is how i turn out
1: yeah, that's what the kid says. And by the way, the uh, the actor they got for uh, very young, uh, William, I thought was great. And it really yeah. looked like both Ed Harris and Jimmy Simpson. Something I found out about the scene where William decides to open up a can of whoop-ass on them all mm-hmm. is that, uh, you know, they're all like kind of method actors and they really get into it. And uh, Jimmy Simpson, said in an interview that Ed Harris, you know, and he wants Ed Harris to do this. He wants other actors just to go at him, Mm -hmm. right? You know, just, just to pummel him. And he said he could tell he was pulling it a little bit, but he really was going at him. And when he finally fell down Mm -hmm. uh, on that one scene, uh, Ed Harris slumped down on him and broke his little finger, his pinky finger. Oh no but Simpson stayed in character of course. didn't tell Harris that it had happened because <laughs> he, he didn't want him to he didn't want him to back off in the next takes yeah and so he wanted he wanted to pull out and that's that's how committed figuratively and literally yeah. uh, Jimmy Simpson is and I could tell you cuz I've had somebody fall on my little finger and I've broken my little finger in a similar fashion mm-hmm. and it's it
0: Sucks.
1: is, it is, at, it is at least 50 swear words, mm-hmm. if not more.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Pain. Yeah. And, uh, and I know some good ones in multiple languages. <laughs> and so, I uh, that is, that is very impressive. But that's what, uh, you know, the, this cast does. They, they do not phone it in here. Nobody no. phones it in on this show. No. I, I think it goes back to uh, uh, season one, you know, when Anthony Hopkins is on this, uh, the set, James Marsden mm-hmm. always said, it's like, good God, you have to up your game with the level of talent. Everybody is trying to like, you don't want to be the one who does a bad job. Yeah. And I yeah, think. Yeah. I think that uh that really shows in the scene and I, I think you uh, uh uh what did you call these two scenes with uh or three scenes with Ed Harris in this episode oh, his The Council uh, of Williams he, I think Well no well not that but his <laughs> Academy Award um It was his uh, Emmy reel? his Emmy
0: submission reel yeah because yeah, he has has a, he doesn't reel. have quite enough Emmys for the show Yeah So, uh, yeah, this is the, the Emmy, this is the Emmy tape, I think. Um, I, I, I didn't like the end of that scene. I didn't like him having to, like, kill all of them, but I loved the idea of it when we started. Yes. And I really, really liked the, uh the potential of it i think is 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 what it was i i wasn't jazzed about like oh what he has to do is kick his own ass um but i liked i liked where it could have gone and i was sort of and maybe this is just me bringing my own stuff to it but i really wanted him to like sort it out and figure out that he continues to have this conversation and like work it out with the rest of himself and then rest of himself and and like get to where he wanted to be so that then he could go doesn't he say like in the trailers or something didn't he didn't we see him say something about save the fucking world like i know what i have to do save yes. the fucking world so
1: but that hasn't happened yet that's either gonna happen next episode or in the finale yeah
0: but but that's what i wanted was, was for him to, to, to figure it out and for him to sort of like make that peace. and you know maybe that's just because fundamentally i'm an optimist and i i wanted we talked about that last time <laughs> that's what i yeah. that's what i want is like the the more the more optimistic ending the more hopeful ending for him because i don't want him to be like well i guess i was a son of a bitch and i never overcame it so like if you thought i was a son of a bitch before who boy look out you know
1: yeah because that's basically a conversation that he has last season yeah And I don't want to see part due of that. I'm going to see something new. But I think what they're doing is they're setting up that realization uh, and that, uh, well, we don't know if it's going to be catharsis, but it could be catharsis for him. And I suspect he has that conversation with Bernard and Stubbs Mm -hmm. because at the end, it's you know, he's getting found by uh, Bernard and Stubbs. And mm-hmm. speaking of Maeve getting the short shift this season, mm-hmm. Bernard, I, I just want uh, more Bernard, me. too. Yes.
0: Well, yes, before we get he too far into that, be in,
1: he better be in more shit and not look
0: fucking confused yes. all the time. Right. Yes. Um. But talking about William, this was the thing that I uh, the thing I texted you earlier before we were recording. Um is and i put it pretty well so i'm just going to read the text i wrote you um <laughs> something that i think is going to come out of left field for a lot of people because i think it's it's gotten forgotten a lot because we didn't really have conversations about it or anything like uh this season and it was only a little tiny bit in last season and that is that season one like this kind of all kicks off for william when he kills mave so the two of them like are kind of the catalyst for all of this which is Mm. why i wonder what his arc looks like in relation to hers i mean i understand it's been like 200 years since season one aired the first time i get that (laughs) i really do but um it's a thing that i was thinking about because uh right now we don't know what side william's on right like he might want he might want to be on team host because we've seen, like you talked about at the beginning of the episode, you know, beginning of this episode, um, we've seen his stance on humanity. So he might be completely content to let the robots take a crack at it. You know, um, bacteria, I think he said, uh, humanity is a thin layer of bacteria on a ball of mud hurtling through space, I believe was the cheerful and uplifting observation he had about the world. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's uh, he's really went down a a deeper hole than Ford went on Ford's viewing of humanity.
0: Yes. Uh, So I think uh, he but I think he might come down more uh, on Maeve's side of all of this than Dolores's is the Dolores's side. Yes. Um, because and and partly because i think he might still hold a grudge against her for putting him in the bin in the first place i think uh you know i i, I don't think he's going to find that a forgivable act um but also i think like at least if we talk about these 3 seasons as a unit of storytelling i know we get a un- i know we get a season 4 but if you talk about these 3 as a unit of storytelling then i think what we get is that it kind of all started with william and maeve and so i think they're going to be sort of the two that team up together. So that was the thing that I was. I,
1: I am not ready today. to ship that one yet. <laughs> but that is a possibility. That is so, a possibility. Yeah, that's uh, a That was the
0: thing that I was thinking about. And then also part of part of what ties into that is. Um, uh, this is where this is where the super secret theory club comes into play, because my friend Ben and I were having a conversation about this earlier. Hi, Ben uh he said that um uh he said partly that um because i i told him that i think that uh that Caleb is going to like that Caleb's going to figure it out and um and he said his his theory his not so secret secret theory for all of this is that it's going to basically end up being Dolores versus Wyatt and I think that might be where we're headed with charlotte with heylorris um now, I believe, as a friend of the show Tom Bridge put it, "Do you want genocide because that's how you get genocide <laughs> at the very end of the episode um uh, so i'm not
1: I'm not seeing the whole. Dolores is Dolores. I don't see the division with Wyatt so much Well, but, but because they've theory. all
0: because they're all separating, like I think Wyatt is probably winning in the Dolores, the one that's going around with Caleb. I think that's the Wyattest one, and I think that one's gonna do something that's gonna go too far, and I think that's the I think that's the thing where Caleb's gonna bail like no. You know you're no but this situation is no better than the situation i was already in whatever that may have been and then um but because she cares about caleb him bailing is gonna be the thing that wakes her up like i'm on a loop kind of too and i'm not this isn't really what you know where i i wanted to end up that's what that's what he says is uh like, what if the Wyatt piece of her does something that she herself doesn't really agree with? But he also freely admits that he has a big fat crush on Evan Rachel Wood and just really wants her to be the good guy. <laughs> so he said, wow. I might be biased.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, I, I'm not buying into the still remaining Wyatt dichotomy, but let me talk to you about a theory I have based well, on some of the trailers. I'm not saying that like
0: one of them is Wyatt and one of them's not or anything. I'm just saying that like Wyatt is like the winning part. Wyatt is the part that messed with Teddy so that Teddy could survive and then Teddy didn't want to anymore. And that was not a thing that she was happy about. And I think it's that piece. And I think it's just going to get harder for her to justify that piece. That's what I mean.
1: So I think she learned I think she learned from that this time. And I think she's been a lot mellower this season. But let me get to my goddamn theory. I want to hear your theory.
0: (laughs) And then I need to argue with you about her being mellow this season. Okay.
1: (laughs) So remember, we've seen in the trailers for the season where we've seen a. A low tech, you know, the wireframe robot body of Dolores. Yeah. And she's pulling on her skin uh-huh. and everything else like that. And there's a scene where at least uh, Caleb sees her like that because he's with her as she's uh, laying on the ground doing this, whatever. Uh-huh. My theory is, is that we're assuming that that's Dolores Prime. Ah, oh, it's what A-Loris. Well, what if it's uh, Hey loris who's a, a toasty... Oh... Yeah, charbroiled, uh, basically at the end of this episode. Or what mm-hmm. if it's Connell's? Yeah, uh, uh Loris, and that's how they're refabbing that particular model.
0: Okay, I, can I see that.
1: And this this occurred to me today when I started thinking about the who's coming out of the tank mm-hmm. with Mave, right?
0: Yeah. Well, my like, question could, could it be, be Dolores it be because in. they have a conversation? Yeah. Right. Right. Also, or A-Loris, I guess I should say. We don't know which one. Also, like I said the
1: last episode when they were talking about the um they're talking about the uh what is it the four places where their problems oh, the located or whatever. And, Jakarta,
0: and Berlin. And
1: Berlin. Yes. So is that the I don't know what does that have to do with anything could that be
0: david bowie is a host sorry
1: yeah exactly so
0: well i mean we knew he was unnatural
1: yeah there's something else going on there all right so let's let's back up to the born identity with hey (laughs) because that's what this whole thing reminded me of didn't you (laughs)
0: So, <laughs> it's a born movie. I never thought about it like that until you said that. That's amazing. Oh my gosh! But okay. It, yes, but it is. It's
1: a born movie, no, right? It is. It totally yes. Does, yes. Yes. You know, because it's somebody impersonating somebody else, and it's like spy thriller kind but of. But walking shit, in on the and... middle
0: of their own life and not really having any idea what that's supposed to mean, yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. It's, to- it's
1: totally the born identity. And they really play it. I mean, they go they go full born or full bond or anything else in this episode. Mm. And my only thing, you know, when I said the violence in, you know, the car chase in yeah. the last, uh, the previous episode, nah, not, not that big of a fan of. I mean, it's pretty, but yeah. I could have watched more, about five minutes more of this at least, because <laughs> it was so cool. And I was disappointed that we only got to see probably because it's expensive as fuck to do the cgi and the physical stuff oh yeah control bots i i just wanted to see them you know they said what what they say in the second episode they made 300 of these Mm -hmm. i wanted to see them like all over the place you know just yes i wanted lots of
0: riot control i i really enjoyed them um that would have been super cool so, uh, I'm cool. also very interested, uh, speaking of th- things I keep wanting in the world as a result of watching this show, uh, I would also like the uh, the Charlotte Hale businesswoman line of clothing for corporate board fights and straight up ass whooping. I would yeah. very much <clears throat> like to wear some of those clothes. They seem very comfortable. And if at any moment you have to whoop an ass, you have the ability to whoop an ass. And, like, I can respect that in an outfit. <laughs> I mean, she looks yeah, fucking I, amazing, and then she drops you and just keeps going. It's great.
1: Yeah, Tessa Thompson is... Uh, I will definitely watch her in an action movie uh, after this <laughs> Well, this ep- episode with, uh, with appropriate threads. So. Yes. Uh,
0: by the way, I also... Again, my friend Ben texted me and said, uh, I feel compelled to remind you after listening to the genre, the, the analysis episode for genre, we already have a Valkyrie, which I thought was pretty good. Yes. Funny. So, there
1: you go. <laughs> well, that's a good joke.
0: Yes. That was uh, very clever, Ben. I saw what you did there. It made me happy.
1: So, this end of this episode, mm-hmm. when I watched it again, Yes. It was still is impactful and the thing that got me thinking about it again was you know i know something bad's going to happen but i just didn't think they were going to go that far did that also occur to you
0: well it occurred to me that what was going to happen was um something we've seen previously right like um a car plows into the side of her car or um uh, there's a car parked in the road, like there's some sort of like impassable blockade, and now what do we do? It never, ever in a million years occurred to me that that thing was going to explode,
1: ever. Right. And, well, more importantly, and kill her, Both not Both of family. them, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, so, as she's you know, I saying, expe- I think that was the thing that like underlined it, was like, I will keep you safe, I think is what she was saying as it exploded. Yeah, that was
1: definitely Chekhov's gun. I started suspecting... <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, I
1: said that's when I that's when the oh shit started. Yeah, when she said that, my, my
0: first thought was was uh now they're getting T-boned. Like that was exactly yeah. what I thought was going to happen.
1: Yeah. And so I I I didn't see that one coming and uh I think the the crispy critter uh pull up and acting there. Oh my god. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow, that
1: just looks and, That's like
0: Terminator. Yes, creepy. That was exactly what I was thinking of too. Was Terminator was like, oh, we're done now, yeah. Um, and I think like, and and I this is still what I think. Um, and I don't remember if I'm, if it was just that you and I were talking or if I actually said this in the reaction show for this episode, but um, I think this puts her on Team Dolores.
1: I. Yeah. Or no, I, I mean Team I Maeve. I
0: think I'm I'm misspeaking. I think that this means that Haloros is now going to be on Maeve's team, and so she's going to get an unexpected ally, one way or another. And it turns out that one of her allies is A. Loris.
1: I could see that happening, but I'm dubious.
0: Yeah. I mean, I. I... It's as likely as anything else at this point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um so hmm now, getting back to the if you did you watch the preview again for the next episode? I did, yes, and so uh in uh the remaining minutes we have here, let's talk about looking forward based on what that preview is Kay. I mean it is a very caleb centric preview right
0: yes and i hope i i hope that we get as much as that sneaky peeky would lead me to believe because i i it, we kind of let it sit this week but i deeply want to know who he is that everyone else seems to know what is the thing that they know that i don't know that's what i want to yeah, know it,
1: it gets including back to... him <laughs> Right. It gets back to who we see in the um uh the scenes uh from last episode. Yeah. Uh uh Enrico uh Colantoni, Enrico Colantoni and yeah. and uh uh Bahia Haifi Gold. Yes. As as Whitman and Dr. Green uh respectively. Mm-hmm. And what do they have to do? Now the interesting thing is the um Uh, The press photos or whatever, the stills, the high-resolution stills for this coming episode came out today. And I looked at them online. And uh, there's there's a picture of Aaron Paul as Caleb. Mm -hmm. There's another picture of Aaron Paul as Caleb. There's a third picture (laughs) of Aaron Paul as Caleb. Okay. And then there's a fourth picture of Aaron Paul as Caleb. And... (laughs) And Evan Rachel Wood on the side is Dolores. And then there's a picture of Vincent Casella serac And that's it.
0: Okay. I mean, there's
1: no action. There's no significant backgrounds. It's just people standing alone.
0: Okay. So
1: what that tells me is they're fucking with us. Oh, absolutely. And they don't they don't even want to show backgrounds. They don't even nope. want to show context because this episode's going to be a big
0: it's going to be massive yeah all yeah it's it's just going to be a reveal onion i think um yeah i want to take one second and i because i said i was going to disagree with you on dolores's violence this season um and i think it's because uh i i have maybe a wider definition of of maybe violence or at least hell raising because she unleashed all of the insight data on everybody and I feel like that's at least as hardcore as anything we've seen her do in both previous seasons. In because terms she, like, changed of... the world on a molecular level.
1: Right. But uh, it wasn't like... Uh the you-done-me-wrong violence that she did with the guests in the park. That's true. In the second season. What I see this season with Dolores' arc is that basically what happened to Teddy, the controlling nature and everything Mm -hmm. else that, you know, she had, Mm -hmm. and the plan that she was trying to execute it, she saw with uh, what it cost Peter Abernathy— and then, when it what it cost Teddy Flood, mm-hmm. what going down that path did. And I think at the end of that season, we saw the big change in her where she was like, Bernard, here, you're resurrected. You have a part to play. Yeah. And, and what was emphasized again multiple times this season, Kelly was, you know, where like she tells Connell's Dolores, take care of our friend, mm-hmm. make sure our friend is safe. Right? But at the same and time, so- this
0: episode started with her laying waste to a dude who came to the park during his bachelor party and she ended him financially right, and physically, right? But both intentionally.
1: But uh, but the way she ended them was a lot more passive, and that's true. it was in the context where she thought about the other person that was being abused. That's true. Right. So but I. But she's see still her... done
0: some pretty cold shit this season, oh, and yeah, so well, she.
1: She's a she's.
0: You I mean, know, yeah, he was a I... creep with a dog and had his eye. Who had his eye on her kid, and I get that. I do. Yeah, she, but that was crazy... freaking cold. And like all the ass whooping in the business where, you know, from the boardroom to the barroom brawl, like I said. But I just, I don't know. I don't, I feel like she's still doing some pretty serious shit. And like, and the whole insight data explosion, I think, is probably the biggest deal thing that she's done so far.
1: Yeah. But she has opportunities to be really cruel like for example with liam she's not the one who shot him she just said you know we don't really need this guy i'm saying you know don't i don't miss the forest for the trees here right
0: oh no i just don't know that she's necessarily mellowed at all i think it's i think it's a little different this this time that's all i just don't think she's like chilled out she's not she's absolutely not lost her edge (laughs)
1: That's, that's uh, most of it. No, I think I think I think she's matured the way that that edge works. Yeah. Right? But I can I think we can see um I think we can see reflections into uh Dolores in uh her um her clones, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Certainly.
0: And I, uh, that's why I think that's going to be the battle she ultimately ends up fighting is the one that we just saw William fight in the, in this episode. And it's going to be her against herself in a bunch of different ways for a lot of different reasons. Not necessarily on opposite teams, but I think that she's going to end up having to do battle with every iteration of her that we've seen so far in some way to convince them that what she's doing is right and that it's important for them to continue down the path that she has chosen because I can imagine there is a certain piece of all of our a Lorises that does not particularly enjoy the loris being the one that gets to tell them what to do because that's kind of what they were trying to get out from under in the first place that got them yeah. here so the part where she's making decisions for them and the part where she's making decisions for people um you know she's feeling like the human this season a little bit, and I don't know how well that sits with her either. So I think yeah. that's that's part of where the credence t- comes from in the theory that um, the one that's the one with Caleb the Loris is uh, the one that is the most wyattie, and that that's the one <sighs> like. Whether or not, like, I I think it's just that aspect of it. And that one doing something that perhaps the others don't like. And maybe there's some sort of Dolores mutiny. You know, I don't know. Just kind of suggesting it.
1: (laughs) No, I I, I totally get that tension. And they've given us just enough pieces.
0: (laughs) Yes, that you could make a bunch of different pictures.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean... uh, It's basically, you got all these pieces and you are for eight weeks and they love this sitting around going, does this one fit together with, oh, or maybe this is an edge piece. And, you know. That's not ocean. That
0: one's sky. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We've all been there. And, uh, and, and that's, that's why I said like the promo photos, they're doing it to us again. Uh Uh-huh. So, uh, And and- Wasn't I right at the beginning of the season? It's just don't trust them. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to fuck with us. I went with
0: that 100%.
1: (laughs) So far, the story has actually been reasonably linear in a way. Mm -hmm. So the other thing we don't know is, you know, what happens into the world? Does uh, some of your ideas and theories about, you know, uh, Rehoboam does Rehoboam, uh, is, uh, is Sharak's, uh, brother. What's going on with him? How does that relate to? Yeah. There's
0: that whole uh, piece Rehoboam. that I want. I, I need more information about, I think.
1: Yeah. And so and we also need to these reprogramming centers. We need to know more yeah. about that. But I suspect this upcoming episode we're going to get a lot of that. We're
0: going to get a whole bunch of that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just for on a a personal note, one of my favorite things about Westworld is getting to watch the show. Getting everything revealed, getting the opportunity to, uh, you know, get taken along on this ride of this story in this other place and this other time and all of that. But the other part of it that I really like is that I get to sit here and chat about it with you because I really oh. like getting to riff the theories and share them with you and Tom and Ben and like the people who joined the Super Secret Theory Club. Um, this, is, this is my other favorite piece of it is the theories and like, I have no idea how you got from A to B on that. Please show your work. Um, and getting to have that conversation. And that's the part that I really like. And getting to do it with you makes me even happier.
1: I completely agree uh, because I, I couldn't, I couldn't be as effusive or cranky with anybody (laughs) else to this degree. And, you know, by the way, I just want to say Kelly always says at least one, uh, once an episode when we record, but I just want to thank Jason and the incomparable folks again for putting up with us. (laughs) And our craziness about the show, because we just literally drive everybody nuts with this shit.
0: We kind of do, um, yeah, <laughs> including all of you. And we're so excited that you're here. Please share with us your theories. Like I said, it's very, very easy to join the Super Secret Theory Club just uh, at one of us or all, both of us or, or both of us in the Westworld Rewind show account. Uh, do that. I can't wait to go through this again when we get to the end and go back through season three once we know how it all turns out and see all of the underlines that we missed the first time through. Like, that's always the thing in the back of my mind is like, this is going to be a lot of fun when we go through it the second time.
1: And we get that we get the head smacking from the rewatching, right? <laughs> yes. That's then always we, realize fun. <laughs> that we Even though we've seen every damn episode yes. so far, all six, at least three times, four, maybe five times. Yep. You, you always wind up and go, it was right there. It's
0: it stared me in the right face. There. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's, I hate that.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing that I love about the show is that getting to go like when we're done, we get to go watch it all again. And it's like a, a, sometimes it's a different show. And that's fun. Um, So I appreciate that. Like I said, you can join the secret, the not so secret secret theory club by tweeting your theories to us. Um, We really like that. And uh, I always enjoy getting to uh, riff on another theory from somebody. So that's pretty great, um, and
1: and just a few days in four days I can't do sure they told me it was not going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> three days, four days, uh, we'll have an episode up uh, the reaction show to episode seven. So yes, join it. Join us for that. Please a far do. Sh- shorter and less wordy version of that, and <laughs> with that. With that we will see everybody right
0: We will indeed that's going to do it for us uh, Don as always thank you so much I It really does make me so happy To get to sit here and, and goof off with you And that other people are interested In hearing it always makes me very very happy So thank you again And uh, I'm your host Kelly Gamot. You can get me on Twitter as Verso You can get Don on Twitter hiding in plain sight Under the alias Don Melton And like I said before you can get the show At Westworld Rewind and that's gonna do it like don said we will talk to all of you on sunday let's be careful out there